for SEN America. This is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk from me is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hey, Richie. How are you? Unfortunately, I'm good. Thanks. Unfortunately, Chris couldn't make it tonight, uh, so we'll have to fly solo without him. Um, just the two of us, mate. It just is. The, it's just like the good old days. It's like old times. Oh, we used to have Christos in here, though, but he hates the show now, even though it's by far the highest rating SEN America show. Yeah, he's And a, I mean by far. By far. Thank he's, you, all the fans. He's just so wrapped up in his, uh, his NBA and his baseball playoffs and stuff like that. NBA pod, though, we sh- that's a good segue into a plug, Rich. We weren't going to plug it, but it's pretty good. I'm not a massive NBA fan. I, I am interested in it slightly. But um, Christos has got Luke. I've forgotten the other young man's name. We, we met him on on Sunday when we were on live with Brett Phillips. So check that out every Sunday. Sneaky plug. And yeah, it, it, it's a good show. They're previewing all the teams at the moment. The season's up and coming. So any NBA fans out there, if you want, you know, if you don't have a ton of knowledge like myself, I really enjoy it because it doesn't deep dive into anything. It just gives me what I need to know in a, a reasonably quick, knowledgeable manner. And they're quite good, I have to admit. Yeah, it's good stuff. So check it out. Uh, jump on Twitter at SEN America. Get on the Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash SEN America. You can find all the good stuff there. But it is our 68th podcast, and we're getting into the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. Every time. Uh, We're going to start with the Washington racial slurs heading up the turnpike to the Baltimore Ravens. The Redskins coming away 16-10 winners thanks to a 85-yard punt return by Jamison Crowder and an uncharacteristically pretty strong performance from that Washington defense. It wasn't the Washington defense. Now, I can tell you didn't watch this game, Rich, because it wasn't your nominated game, and it was mine. But they weren't bad. They weren't great. Now, let's just... No, they gave out 10 points. It was the turnovers that killed them, that killed um, Baltimore. Plus, they've fired their offensive coordinator now. The, uh, the, uh, I've completely forgotten his name. The old Chicago... Mark Tressman. They've, they've fired him, just like the Chicago Bears did. He, yep, he's been moved on. It now goes on to Marty Morningweg. Do you remember him? Uh Rams? I believe so. Yeah, just destroyed get around me. Uh, a team as a head coach. But Did he, he take set... over after Mark Ma- uh, Mike Martz? I believe so, Was that yeah. that era? Yeah, so he's a good offensive guy. That They've had him as the quarterback's coach. Look, the one that annoyed me, there's two things annoying me about this game, and I'm, I'm assuming it's why one of them is why Mark Tressman got fired. Terrence West has 11 carries for 95 yards. How many carries do you think he had in the first half, Rich? Because uh, I honestly don't know. But the way you've teed it up, I'm going to say he had 10 or 9. He had 9 carries in yeah. the first half for, I don't know how many yards it was, probably about 85 yards. So you've given him two touches in the second half. Pull your head in. He's now out of a job, so that's probably hurt him. The other one I hated, Mosley gets a great interception. He's running in for a touchdown. He dives, fumbles the ball over the goal line, and it becomes a touchback, it went and the, the other team get it. That is the dumbest rule in the NFL. I'm sorry. If you've got possession of it and you fumble it, you should get it from the 20. If it goes out the side, it's still a it's touchback. It's the dumbest rule I've Why? ever seen. Don't fumble. Uh, I hate it. I hate it. And he's he's now copping flack. This is the guy that probably has had that opportunity to score a touchdown once or twice in his enti- entire career from linebackers. I don't blame him for going for it. I hate that rule. Redskins got away with one here. They are a complete mirage. Kirk Cousins is a total load of garbage. I cannot believe how good his statistics look. As I say every week, it's clearly just the NFL we live in now that an average quarterback can just accumulate statistics. I don't think they look that good. I mean, 29 of 41 for 260, you can do the maths on those completions. That's dink and dunk. Like being one, being asked to throw up forty one times. It's under ten but, yards of completion. Yeah, so that is that's terrible. That's dink and dunk time. That's yep. that's not pushing the ball down the field. That's not throwing, you know, fifteen yards out and, or comebacks, things like that that take talent as a quarterback. No, it's that's just, just dumping it off. to the back, he gets five, six yards and he gets tackled. Yeah, and again, absolutely zero running game. Which I won't get get on them too much. The Ravens are good at stopping the run. That's their thing. And the Ravens are the number one defense. So I can see how it would have been difficult. But Redskins fans, don't get too excited. I don't think you're going too far. You've beaten a couple of crap teams in a row, including one being the Giants, who are really crap, it turns out. 
Moving on to the next game, the New England Patriots in Tom Brady's return. 33 went to the Cleveland Browns. 13 in a pretty cruisy, comfortable win. Uh, Tom Brady's a pretty sharp opening three scores on three possessions. He had 260 yards at halftime passing. So to say he looked sharp probably isn't fair. He did miss some throws that I wouldn't expect him to miss. Um, but all in all, he was outstanding. Let's just quickly before I go back to the Patriots so all the Patriots fans can clean themselves up. Charlie Whitehurst came in for Cody Kessler, who got hurt in the first quarter. It's another quarterback gone. They just gone. keep losing QBs. Then Whitehurst got hurt. I know. So <laughs> Terrell insane. Pryor had to move from receiver, where at that point he'd had five receptions for 48 yards, which was the best on the team, and they had to move him to quarterback. This team can just not... I'm sorry, they're cursed. <laughs> That's their fifth quarterback. Injured, Charlie Have they Whitehurst. signed one during the week? I don't know if I don't yeah, know how serious on. the injuries are. It. That's awful for them. Now their running game got completely shut down. Which was, did you know the Cleveland Browns had the number one running attack in the NFL going into this into this week? I actually did know that. Yeah, so that got shut down. Which was, you know, the Patriots are always good at doing that. Um, the passing game was actually there. Charlie Whitehurst had 182 yards and a touchdown. And Kessler had 62 yards on in the first quarter and a touchdown as well. So they were they were thereabouts for the first kind of half. They were hanging in. Um, but as you mentioned earlier, Tom Brady just cut sick. And I think we're going to see this all year. Chris Hogan, 114 yards receiving. Gronkowski, 109. Matelius Bennett, we were wondering what this two tight end set would look like. And we just got to look at it. He had three touchdowns, which are all three of the of the passing touchdowns. He looked great. Edelman looked okay, but he did his job. And this is what they this is what the Patriots do. Uh, their defense is is reasonably strong. It does enough to keep them in the games. They get turnovers. Uh, they they do get pressure most of the time. They're they're a reasonable pressure team. They're not a great one, but they're okay. All in all, there's just not a lot of weaknesses on this team. This was the first week they've kind of struggled running the ball. But as you can see, when you've got Tom Brady, no problems. Yeah, exactly. And here's an interesting thing. We were just talking about um, Kirk Cousins, who was 29 of 41 for 260. Yep. Tom Brady was yeah. 28 of 40 for 406. And three, three touchdowns, not one and a pick. Exactly. That, that, that's the difference in quality, Washington fans, if you want to know, if you want to be able to read it. <laughs> He's getting stuck into the Washington people. Oh, I hate Washington. I, I hate the way like they can't. Like I, I know I'm a Cowboys fan. I love my Cowboys. But if there's something that's wrong with the Cowboys, I can see it and go. You know what? He's not that good, or it's not that good. Redskins fans, Eagles fans, Phillies fans, Patriots fans in Australia because they have no idea. Usually, they're all blind to what their own issues are. The Patriots have some issues. They can't run the ball that well at the moment. But Bill Belichick will fix that. There's nothing wrong with having a weakness on your team. You just have to be honest about it. The Cowboys can't pass rush to save their lives. Got a little that, better on the weekend. I got a little better, which we'll get to, but but that's just the way it is. And you've got to accept that and be able to see flaws. Redskins fans can't. They think Kirk Cousins is the greatest quarterback in the world. Spoiler alert. Chrissy. It's not. You, mate? Oh, Christos yeah, Tyler. Waving. I'm going to have he's, to live up his microphone. He's coming right? in. Get him in here. Should we just quickly go to the Eagles game? Because I know Chris is probably an Eagles fan at the moment. Hello, buddy. Jump in. Get on this mic here. That one's on. We were just talking about you and how much you hate us. <laughs> Why do I hate you? No, just you don't have much interest in your number one podcast anymore. Why do you think I'm here? Did oh, you? Because you're working. Yeah, Mike, you had nothing to do. You're probably playing netball across the road. No, I actually got asked to play netball tonight, but I had to, I had to find an excuse not to play, so I ended up coming here. So I it's a terrible to play sport for men to play. Oh, so bad. It's awful. It is every week. I have to try to find an excuse to not play, and I just thought I'd, I'd pop into work. See you guys. Of Beautiful. course. Beautiful. Yeah, we just gave you a massive plug Perfect for the NBA podcast. Yeah, I so said a lot make of sure nice you listen, things. Not just download this Absolutely. week. Absolutely. We got uh, we're three episodes in. We're doing the um, the Pacific Division tomorrow, so that'll uh, that'll be on the ACM website tomorrow. So make sure you check that out. There'll be Warriors, Clippers, uh, Suns, Lakers, and Kings tomorrow. We'll be previewing. So it'll be good. Now I believe in my extensive knowledge of NBA, that Kobe Bryant and the Lakers are still superstars. 
I'm just tricking. I'm tricking. I, I, I know he's gone to Chicago with Dwayne Wade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you have that up there. That's hilarious. Oh, Richie, that's his favourite one. Love the ostrich. <laughs> Do you awesome. want to stay in for a little bit and listen to some games? Yeah, I'll stay in. I'm just going to get a chair because at the moment I'm just kind of... Yeah, fair enough. I'm, amazed. I'm just going to grab a chair. I'm and to do that. Hey, look at that. That's, that's a terrible chair there. They're all terrible, what mate. What is that? It's SEN, buddy. Yeah. Get used to it. All right, Richie, next game. Moving on, Matt Prater kicked a 29-yard field goal with a minute 28 left, and Darius Slay made a pretty good over-the-shoulder interception on the very next snap, helping the Detroit Lions hand Carson Wentz his first loss in a 24-23 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. I called this live Brett Phillips Sunday afternoon. I just had a feeling it was a trap game. Um, And I will say that Wentz, I hate giving him compliments because he's an eagle, but I kind of have to. He still played really well. The game turned, and it was Darius Slay again, who's having an outstanding season he after really getting a big contract. Uh, he forced a fumble on Ryan Matthews when the Eagles had the lead and were basically draining the clock. It was a third and four, and he, he ran outside, and he tried to lower his head. He was way short of the first down line. He should have just eaten it, been able to punt it away, but he, he tried to run through Slay, and Slay just popped the ball out. Detroit recovered it, went down, kicked the field goal, and then on the pick that Wentz threw and Slay got, it was actually a pretty good throw. Well, Aguilar's got to go get that. It's one-on-one, and Slay was just better. And this is Aguilar's been a huge letdown in his first year and a bit. And do you know what? Do you know with receivers, it doesn't change that often. If no, you, you start a letdown, you, you yeah. kind of are. They they either get it early or don't. Like in saying that, Terrell Pryor changes around, but he was a quarterback, so it's a little bit different. But if you're a receiver, you normally are what you are. You might have some better years, but yeah, he's been terrible. That was a great play by Slay. I I thought the Eagles would struggle in this game. Their offense was pretty average coming off a bye. Um, it took them a while to get going. I mean, they were in a 14-zip hole. Yeah, the defense really the came good in the second half. They gave up 21 points in the first half, and then only gave up that three-pointer at the end because of the fumble. Yeah. So they dominated the game more or less, and they're just these games will happen to to, to teams if you're a good team. You, you know, the Cowboys had it week one against the Giants. Um, they were the better team, and they lost. You, you'll have these moments, Eagles fans. I think you guys... Still pretty good, and I think Carson Wentz is a pretty good player too, and he's got some talent. Eagles got an interesting run coming up. They go to Washington next week, then they they the host Minnesota, game. and then they go to Dallas. So they're they're going to really find out where they well, are. We're going to know where they are, and, and how. And I believe how after that is. they play someone like Arizona at Arizona or something like that. It's it's a tough schedule for them, um, the next four or fives. But they've started off the season really well, so they're in the box seat. They're three and one. Are they three and one? Yeah, yeah, three and one. They are so. And they've had their buy. So and they've had their buy. Hand. So they're looking fine. Andrew Luck threw a 35-yard touchdown pass to T.Y. Hilton with a tick over three minutes left to lead the Indianapolis Colts past the Chicago Bears 29-23. Um, James, I think we know the Bears aren't that good. The Colts have found a little bit of form here, but nothing to get it's, super excited about. It's all about. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is, is still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And, and it was T.Y., 10 catches for 170 yards. Yeah. One, he, he single-handedly carried my fantasy team to victory. Yeah, he's he's a great receiver, and I'd love to see how consistent he could be if he was a number two somewhere, because I don't think he's quite a number one. He'll go on patches like this where he has four or five really good games, and then he'll just drop off and do nothing. Uh, hopefully, he's consistent this year. Frank Gore, though, goes to ninth all-time in rushing yards in this game, which... Uh, a lot of guys are saying, "Oh, well, you know, from ten to fourteen, they're all so they're all within fifty yards." But so what? He's still got the yards. Yeah, to exactly. Do it. So I reckon if you're twelfth in, in all time in rushing yards in the NFL, you've had a pretty good career. So is he a Hall of Famer? I think you'll hang it up end of the year. It's a really good question. I don't think he's first ballot. I think no, he'll take some not. time. But he's won a he Super might Bowl. Make it. He won a Super Bowl. Was he Wait. always at the Forty Niners? Yeah, I don't. No, he lost that Super Bowl yeah. with Kaepernick. I thought he was somewhere before that, but he mustn't have been. No, he's always been at 49, I'm no. thinking. Yeah, and the other thing I want to discuss quickly, this game's much for muchness. Good win by the Colts. They played quite well on offense, and it was quite an entertaining game. Hoyer, he's better than Cutler. Yeah, he is. I was going to say that too. I think Cutler's done. I honestly think they've just got to just cut him at the end of the year. I know he's only got a year left in his contract. Where do you think you could... You could train at the Browns right now. No one will want. <laughs> oh, maybe, but he's injured too. They put another quarterback on the IR. I just, 
I just don't... I think Cutler's done. I just think his career's done. If Brian Hoy is doing... Now, I know Indianapolis are a terrible defense. I understand that. But 397 yards, two touchdowns. He played quite well. No turnovers, which is Brian Hoyer's big thing. Um, he was supported by a pretty good ground game, too. Oh, Howard's um, Jordan really, Howard's. He's come good. Yeah, he's good. He is a rookie, isn't he? Yes. Age 21 out of Indiana. Yeah, this is he's he's giving them some some really good play from the running back position. And you know what? It's very similar to last year. They have a ton of injuries on defense. However, they're not that bad. They're not that good. But with the injuries they've got, they're missing like six starting defensive players. That's tough. So they're they're doing okay. Um, uh, like maybe the Colts can catch the Texans to win that division with eight or nine wins. But I just don't see them going anywhere this year with the talent. Pagano's just basically holding off getting fired, in my opinion. Oh, he won't be the coach at the end of the year, no matter what the results are. I just did you see that the GM came out and say, "Oh, this big contract we gave to Andrew Luck is costing us from putting together a good defense." We discussed it on Sundays. Mate, if he was forced to sign Andrew, he, Luck. you signed him to it. You're uh, the GM. With the amount, Mate, they're all getting fired. The only person who'll still be there come the end of the, come the end of the year is going to be Andrew Luck and Ursay, the owner. That's going to be it. There'll be nobody else. They're going to clean house. I just. Surely he's here. I'm just, I'm just looking at the salary cap for Indianapolis. So they're they're well over the cap <laughs> for next year. Yeah, they're in trouble for next year. You, you know the biggest they problem? They got go. six. They got six defensive starters who are over thirty. That's the problem. So here's issues. They're no good and they're old. You're paying Anthony Costanzo, who's in my opinion the worst left tackle in the NFL. You're paying him ten million dollars. Cap hit. That's your cap hit for him. You pay me ten. I could do just as bad. You're paying Dwayne Allen, the tight end, who who's okay, but you're paying him nine million. You know, Vontae Davis is he's at nine million. Dequell Jackson, like he's only on a one year deal, but they're paying Robert Mathis five million dollars cap hit this year. Yikes! Eric Walden, a terrible outside linebacker, a backup outside linebacker on any other team, five million. Kendall Langford, five million. Patrick Robinson, $4 million. Frank Gore, $4 million. They're paying Adam Vinatieri $3.5 million. On their, that's their hit for him. There are just way too many mediocre players. Joe Wright's at guard, $3.5 million. That is too much of your cap yeah. to, to that guy. Now, if he's a top 15 guard, if he's a top 32 guard, there's probably teams... I could name four teams right now with two guards that are better than him. Maybe Cowboys got three that are better than him. <laughs> this is what I mean. Like this is where they're in in trouble. But you know, just so ugh. enough. I could do it all day. Like there's just so many bad contracts. Col- Colts fans, it's you're in for a rough couple of years because so, you got you don't you've also got a all quarterbacks that you want and in, even like Andrew Luck, he's eighteen million dollar on the cap. You're paying all of them that amount. Yeah. What do you reckon Mariota's going to get? What do you reckon Bortles is going to get? Yeah, exactly. And they're not as good as him. They're all going to get it. So Derek Carr's going to get huge money in the next couple of years. So it's all relative. You've got to pay your quarterback. Yeah. He's still only earning $20 million of a $137 million cap. What are you doing with the rest of it? Where's all the dead money? That's what I want to see. Yeah, very true. Moving on, Marcus Mariota threw for three touchdowns and ran for another one, helping the Tennessee Titans kick the living bejesus out of the Miami Dolphins' 30-17. to 17. Dolphins are hopeless. And I think Tennessee are okay. This was closer than it looked. It was only 21-14 at halftime. And then it was 24-17 until basically the last quarter when, when Mariota scored a touchdown. What The guy I want to discuss for this team, and I, I'm really happy for him. DeMarco, DeMarco Murray. Murray. He's, what a rejuvenation. Seriously. And I, I, He's being used the way he... He's oh, sorry. It really, just shows he's what he's the good Eagles at. just signed him to piss off the Cowboys. They did not evaluate how he would play in their system, not or, at all, or look at it in any way. He's, they he, just signed him to piss off the Cowboys. He's a downhill runner. Yeah, they were lucky they were able to trade him. Look, this whole offense looked quite good. Delaney Walker, the tight end, is is one of the top tight ends in the NFL. I wouldn't take him in the third round of a fantasy draft, but he is a good tight end. <laughs> and he would have got to 12 points this week. Yeah, he was he was solid this week. Uh, and this defense, it's really coming together. Brian Arakpo is second in the league in sacks. He's, 
he's playing I really believe quite in the well. preseason in our team preview, you called him Brian, Brian No Sackpo. That's exactly what I called him. I actually got a call from Brian because um, <laughs> I didn't bag him, so he still likes me. And he says, get stuffed, Richie. Who's got no sacks now? And I explained to him that you were doing that because you like him and you were just trying to inspire him to play better and how happy you were for him. And you actually had money on him to be the sack leader this year. Um. None of that's true, but I'm certainly happy that he's because he was really good. Yeah, he got his knee injuries hurt him, but he's getting back into form. He's still not what he was, but oh no, he, he's solid for them. Um, Jarrell Casey, he is the best three four defensive end in the NFL right now. He's without JJ Watt in the lineup, he's he's outstanding. The only thing I want to discuss: Tannehill terrible on the off on Miami. He's getting worse every week. I, what have I been saying for three years? I just I've seen him be good too much to think that it's not that it's just him. I just think it's a. T- have you watched a Miami game? Did you watch this game? It's okay if you didn't. I didn't. I'm not watching this. Their offense is a joke. It is the most terribly run offense I've ever seen. They have some really good players. They I, don't use it. Can I give you some stats? Yeah. About this, how bad this Miami team is. We we were talking um, Brady and Cousins and things like that, and they were having what forty attempts, things like that. Big big numbers. Even Mariota had 29 attempts. Mm-hmm. Tannehill had 18. Right? Yeah. They only had 23 minutes of possession versus 36. They just can't get first downs. No. Ajay it's had either th- big it's either big play or nothing. Ajay had 13 carries. They just go three and out. Three and out. Three and out. Three and out. Yeah. That's their problem. And then on defense, for this defensive line to have zero sacks for the third week in a row, it's just not good enough. Cam Wake is is too old. Like, oh, wait, I, sorry. I found, I found the best stat of the whole day. Yeah, hit me with it. First downs, Tennessee, 23. Yeah. Dolphins. Five. Eight. Close. They're, they're, they're not good. And this defense isn't good either. The defense doesn't stop anyone on third down, and they can't get any third downs. And Darmacan Sue only registered one tackle. And you can see he's starting to get frustrated. No, he's not trying. No. Cameron, oh, sorry, sorry. That's completely unfair. He's, he's doing enough. Yes, exactly right. He gets double teamed in every play and then no one else does anything. Yeah. You know how frustrating that would be that you're double teaming and then no one else does anything around you that are getting single blocks because of you? It would be infuriating. Cameron Wake's done. Um, the defensive lineman, whose name I'm completely forgetting, from, Detroit, uh, from Texas, Mario Williams, didn't record a stat. He played, started. How many in- snaps? I don't know how many stats here. I can't even tell you how many. Ooh. He so that hasn't worked. That they're, getting rid. They're, and in saying that, Olivia Vernon, in ra- New York, did nothing either. They're, so they're racing the Browns to the bottom. The Dolphins. What do you do? Because you've just signed Adam Gase, who did pretty well in Denver last year as an offensive coordinator. So oh, he's your head coach. You got to find out what you got. You can't cut Tannehill now. No, of course you've you just can't. Re-signed you've him. re-signed all that money. Uh, or, what, now it is team friendly, but you still can't cut him because then you got to pay it. You got. I, I don't know what. I don't know what you do here. Uh, what do you do? You, you reboot it. You got to sit down with him. You got to sit down with him and say, "What do you like doing? What do you feel comfortable doing?" Because whatever they're I asking, I can tell you to what do he's now, doing. He's it's, not comfortable. It's no huddle, spread, read option. Well, then that's do what it. he's comfortable. Well, in. Then do it. When they do it, it looks great, and we'll get to the Bengals for that matter as well. They were like that as well. Like, just. Teams look so good when they go into this tempo. Uh, and I don't get why they do it all. Why don't teams do it all the time? I know it's not sustainable, but if you're in a, if you're in a bit of a hole, your offense is struggling, and all of a sudden they go tempo and it works, and you score a touchdown. Why not come straight back and do it again? Yeah, the the biggest, you know why? And we were having this discussion today because NFL coaches have got no balls. Hundred percent. They don't. Absolutely they're so conservative. And and they don't if, they if don't want to get fired. Had the opportunity or the ability to be an NFL head coach or coordinator, I would throw everything I could at it. So then make take all the. I'm not saying you go for it on every fourth down and stuff like that, but you know a fourth and one at your own forty. Go for it when you're playing a, a top offense that are killing you. Let's have a crack at it. And then if people say, "Well, why'd you do that?" I said, "At least I'm trying. I'm trying to win this game." I'm trying to win football games. Jeff Fisher will get to in, in the coming out of games. Kicks a field goal when he on, on a fourth and inches he kicks a field goal instead of going for a touchdown, and then they lose because of it. They don't get the ball back. Yeah, like th- these are the things that you, it's not always this old school. 
nervous coaching, I'm going to call it. It just doesn't work. And yeah, you're probably right. That's probably why teams don't do it. Yeah, because they don't want to get fired for being the guy who's different because you end up like Chip Kelly. So what if you end up like Ron Rivera, Riv Riverboat Ron? It's worked out all right for him. Yeah. Oh, look. And, and he had a bad year. The, the, they took a chance with him, but at least when he went into that interview and went, you know what, you've had a bad year. These fourth down things haven't gone your way. He said, well, I'm trying to win. And you know what? The good thing about them having gone my way is that at some point, the percentages are going to roll the other way and it's going to come my way. So I'm going to keep doing it. And at least you know that he's, he's got a plan and he's doing it. Like other coaches, like, well, what's Adam Gase saying in his thing? Uh, Ryan Turnerhill's not very good. Well, why are you running this system then? Start someone else. Do something. Yeah, he goes, oh, I need my guys. Yeah, do Get something. That's the bottom line. Nervous coaching, we're going to call it. No, nah, no balls coaching. <laughs> it's got a better ring to it. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings stay undefeated as they roll the Texans 31-13. James, there's a lot of storylines coming out of here. Where do you want to start? Let's just skip Minnesota for now. We'll finish on them. All right, so you want to go Osweiler. Osweiler first. He looked flustered. It's one word for it. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something, and then I'm gonna defend it. Okay, Osweiler is a shit quarterback. <laughs> Glad you didn't say anything worse. And I'm going into defense for him now. Okay, this defense has made everyone look shit. Yeah, he's pretty good. They're pretty good. I bet you Bradford's sitting there going. Thank God I don't have to play against these guys because they're going to make me look garbage too. Thank you for not saying that. Yeah, I was going to almost That's not what you're going to say. That's what I mean. Like, you can't blame. Like, this defense kills everyone. I'm giving the Texans, they're 3-2 and two right now. They're a game up in the division. They're playing the Colts next week. Uh, that could be a give you the double lead. If they yeah. win that game, which I, I think they will, I think they're clearly the best team. Not many teams, well, no one's won going into Minnesota. Can I give you some really cool cool stats? You, you can. You can do that. Texans were one of 13 on third down. <laughs> Lamar Miller had eight carries for 20 yards. <laughs> I mean, there's more of them, but <laughs> just... If Will, you're, if you're, Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins didn't record a reception or yards in the first half. Will Fuller wasn't even targeted in the first half. How do you not get the ball Hopkins to that guy? Hopkins had one target in the first half. Oof. I know how. Because every time you snap the ball, Everson Griffin, Griffin's in, your, in face, your face. Or Linville Joseph <laughs> is eating dinner out of your lap. Like this, These guys are good. They are a very, very good defense. And you know what? Now We're shifting over now. Okay. Texans suck. They had a bad week. Forget about it. Can we start with the rushing attack? Oh, okay. Here you go. You go. Right, hit, hit me with it. What? They're awful. Last year, they were fourth at the end of the year in ru- in overall rushing game. This year, they're oh, I think after this weekend, they left last and became fourth last or something. Yeah. Now, to their credit, they're committed to it. Do I uh, tell you why they're awful? They had 34 attempts to get their measly 80-odd yards on the ground. But Do you want to know why they're terrible? Far away. Their offensive line's not very good. We knew this going into the season. Now, what they need to do is rebuild that. They just lost Philip Lodeholt for the season. They're right, they're right guards. They've lost another lineman now. Matt Khalil is the worst left tackle in the NFL, the worst starting left tackle in the NFL anyway. He looks like he couldn't give a crap. He's, he'll be out of the league in a year. No one's going to re-sign him at the end of this year. He's terrible. Number, number one pick in the draft. If you were... Would you get on the phone, ring up the Browns... And try and trade Adrian Peterson to him? No, 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 well, yeah, but ask try for... Try and get Joe Thomas? Try and get Joe Thomas. I don't know what you'd have to give up. You'd have to get first rounder and they don't have one. No, but would you? Would you really? Maybe. How far are the Browns off competing right now? Three years? Four. Four years? Four drafts. What's pretty easy to find in a draft? Not quarterbacks, that's for sure. Left tackle? Yeah, there's plenty of them, but they're not particularly good. You just bagged one. Yeah, but there's a lot that are good. Yeah, there is, but you can miss on plenty in the first. There's just as many misses to hits in that first round. Yeah, but a lot of the time, for, for the amount of misses you miss in the first round, you'll hit on a left tackle like Calvin Beecham in the fourth. That'll so, be good. so you give him your 2018 number one? I don't think I'd give a number one for Joe Thomas. I'd give him, next, give him next year's number two? No, I don't think. I think I'd give them a third round pick. And I don't think they'd do it then. Offer them some players. Like, what are the, surely there's someone on defense that they can afford to trade. How, how many corners have they got? Xavier Rhodes, Terrence Newman. Like, he's old. He's probably not going to play next year. Yeah, you're not trading him. But then you've got 
Waynes, yeah. and they took and they took McKenzie in the first round this year. There's four corners, three. There's two first round picks there. You only need three of them really, and they have got Captain Munnellan, who's arguably been their best corner this year. You, the, you, you offer him Trey Waynes, who's played well in patches, yeah. well, and look, a second round pick or third round pick, and go give us Joe Thomas. You have no corners. There's one to rebuild around. He's good. He's athletic, and a, and, a, and a second round pick to get some talent. I reckon the Browns would jump at that. I reckon, the Vikings have clearly shown that they think they're in the window and they're prepared to trade to get better. So why wouldn't you? Because the Browns will trade anyone. They don't care. It's a good thing. Before we move on from this game, Sam Bradford is, in my mind now, without a doubt, an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater. 100%. The way he's playing. Agreed. He throws the ball better. He's got a better arm. There was a reason this guy was the number one pick in a draft. And you know what? Sometimes it takes something like this. Remember Alex Smith? I know you hate him, but he was terrible. And then he had a good year at the 49ers and they traded him away. And he's made a career. He's made a career of it. This is what Bradford could be doing. Yeah. He doesn't have to be excellent. He doesn't have to be the number one quarterback in the league. All he's got to do is this. 271 yards, two touchdowns with an, av- with an okay running game around him. I've got two things I want to mention before we get out of here. One, looks like they're finally working out how to use some Cordell Patterson or someone has got to him. He- he's never going to be a superstar, but he is a freak of an athlete. Do you know what got to him? they're finding a way to use it. Contract he has got to him. Yeah, probably. And he's a good returner. Someone will pay him to yeah. return for them. The, the other thing, um, Clowney... He wasn't making heaps of plays in the backfield, but his motor is going, and he's trying his guts out. I don't think he'll ever be or live up to the hype he came out of college with, but he's playing really well. But this is what people don't get, and we were talking about this in the car on the way in here. First-round picks, being a good football player doesn't mean getting 20 sacks a year. Maybe Clowney will, will mean more to them than 20 sacks. It's pressures. It's there's so many things that go. Like I remember, AJ Hawk was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. What do you have? A 15 year career. Eighth or overall, he played t- 13 years for the Green Bay Packers. Led them in tackles for 11 of those 13 years, and people tried to call him a bust. Yeah, that's ridiculous. not a bust. No, it's not. Won a Super Bowl with them. Was a leader of the defense. Sometimes you don't get that guy. You just don't get the, you know. It's it's just people just have to understand. Clowney will never be a twenty sack a game a year guy. He just won't be. He's not not his style. But he stops the run. Two guys have to block him. You always have to be aware of him because athleticism. He's a good football player and he will be a good football player yep. for a long time. He's got a big big motor. He'll play fifteen years in this league. Ben Roethlisberger threw for three hundred and eighty yards and four touchdowns as the surging Pittsburgh Steelers pulled away in the second half for a thirty-one to thirteen win over the New York Jets. Here's the thing: I'm not getting with the New York Jets. They're supposed to have a really good D line, but they're not doing a hell of a lot. There's no coverage. They no, do so get up the field and help them. No, but they do that. <laughs> Trust me. Muhammad Wilkinson's not having a great year, but Leonard Williams, number four pick or he's five pick last year, well. he's in the backfield in almost every play. Uh, Richardson, he's pressuring. He's there, and the sacks aren't there because every time they get close, the guy's open. dumps open. it off and they get a first down from it. Like Le'Veon Bell, nine receptions for 88 yards, plus 20 carries for 66 yards. 20 carries for 66 yards, you walk away from that against Le'Veon Bell, that D-line's done their job, that front's done their job. It's the passing. 380 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah. Sammy Coates. Has Sammy Coates in the... Uh, two 72-yard catches. Yeah. He's got the um, uh, Martavius Bryant role, and he's uh, taken to it like a duck to water. Like, that's what I mean. They just attack the underneath on you, and then the Jets are so scared they're getting deep that the first half they gave up all these underneath yeah, players. Yeah, they, they, they thought, were so deep. Then they thought, oh, we have to stop them. And then a third down, and then Sammy Coates goes to 72 yards on you for a touchdown. And then did it again later. It's hard. The, the D-line is not the problem with this team. There's two massive problems with this team. Their pass coverage and their quarterback. They're the two issues with them. And you know what? Their schedule's really hard. Pittsburgh are a good football team. New York Jets are an okay one with a tough schedule. They're going to well, win seven games this year. And that's the thing. I was saying that all in the offseason from last year, them being okay... That if Fitzpatrick was even a little bit off, when you looked at that schedule, you're like, "Come on, so, it's, it's it's too hard." So this is what it's I mean. Much. Now they're now one and four. They'll lose the next game. They've got to. I can't remember where it is, but it's it's tough. They're they go to, to Arizona. So I think Arizona will beat them. Then they host Baltimore. 
Yeah, Baltimore's a tough game now. And then that was go, one that wasn't a tough game. Then they go to Cleveland. Okay, so Cleveland's their first thing. What I would do is, is go into Arizona. Is that Cleveland's first win? It's at home. No. Jets, it's at home. Jets will crush them. Um, They've got to win somewhere. Mm, it's only been two teams that have oh, never won a game. I, I think they'll beat the Ravens. Oh, they'll win some late. They're, they're, no, 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 I mean Cleveland. Oh, <laughs> I you mean that, Cleveland. Is that Cleveland's gonna, is that going to be their first uh, win? But it might be. I don't know. They'll, I'll be at it. They'll, they'll, will you? Yeah, I will. That would be nice. <laughs> it should be awful. I'm just going to get wasted. But th- this is the thing. The Jets need to, if they lose this week at Arizona, they need to go to, uh, to Hackenberg. Or Geno Smith. Oh, I know they hate him, but, I hate but what's the Jeez, point? Awful. What's the point? Fitzpatrick's career's done. As I said, we were right. We we almost backed out of our call that he'd hit his ceiling. He had one game where he played well above his ceiling. He was on an airplane flying over it. <laughs> but other than that, he's living underneath it, and that's where he is. And it's it's what he is. He's a backup quarterback for a lot of teams. He did a great job for them last year. It wasn't enough. He's finished there. They need to move on. If Hackenberg's the guy you want to try, you've drafted him. See how he goes. Yeah, He's a fourth quarterback drafted. Might as well find out what you got. If not, give Jenna Smith a go. If he sucks, you move on from all three of them. Draft one, because you're going to have an early pick, or a reasonably early pick. Yep. Moving on, Matt Ryan, the Atlanta Falcons, didn't need a 300-yard performance from Julio Jones this week to get the win and ruin Paxton Lynch's first NFL start, getting the win 23-16 over the Broncos. Oh, man, I didn't see this one coming. The Denver D... Didn't look like the vaunted Dem- Denver defense. Um, Matt Ryan looked strong again, but I give huge kudos to the coaching staff who Gosh, worked out man. to get Coleman and Freeman going. They worked out how to use them, and how so to get them smart. open. It, it was, was a beautifully so cold game. They just got they just kept motioning Coleman out, catching him on a linebacker. So and then and then basically beating him. He had four catches for 132 yards and a touchdown. He got tackled down at the one yard line on the other. Another long catch that then Freeman uh, pumped it in. Now, Matt Ryan wasn't exceptional in this game. This defense, although they've given up 23 points, this Atlanta Falcons team took Carolina to the sword last week to the tune of 40 points. 46 points, I think it was. Yep. So holding them to 23, you know what? You haven't had a bad day because they're a pretty powerful offense. Uh, So don't get too down if you're Denver. Paxton Lynch... I never thought I'd say, but they missed Simeon. They need Simeon. Yeah, well, anyone who was calling for uh, for Paxton Lynch from the start of the year over Simeon, you, you're Can wrong. Can you imagine if that trade had gone through and the Cowboys had taken Paxton Lynch right now, how different their season would be? Yeah, everyone's he, would be. He'd be sucking it up, whereas probably uh, Denver... Simeon, I don't know if he'd be sucking it up. I don't think he was awful. He but... was bad. There was a lot of junk time. Yeah. Had a couple of drives at the end where he looked okay. Trust me, he missed a lot of throws. He is not comfortable in the pocket. He's actually scared. The Falcons had six sacks. Vic Beasley had three and a half of them. Yeah. They are not a good pass rush. Vic Beasley just quietly had one of the games of the year. Yeah, he, he also had two well. forced fumbles as well. Yeah, he did. He, like, he, played he really was well. really good. But, you, you know, they had four turnovers. Paxton Lynch had four turnovers. He had three fumbles and a pick. Well, everyone, sorry, two fumbles on a pick. Emmanuel Sanders had the other had the other one. Just really quickly, going back to Vic Beasley for a sec. Everyone was talking bust last year with him, and they reached up to get him. It's too early for a defensive lineman. You can't do that. Well, it's they're using him correctly. They've now. clearly put him in a position to succeed because he's and, having a re- just quietly he's having a really good year. And Dwight Freeney, he just goes to a team every year and gets eight sacks. Yeah, like, you can pretty much pencil it in, can't yeah, you? Yeah, he had an, another one day, had two last week. So, look, this defense is getting better, and they're doing enough. They're doing enough for this offense. But um, I am I know you hate Atlanta, so I'm interested to see what you think. But I'm starting to come around on them a little bit. I think they're a good football team. I think they're going to... Oh, I hate them, and that drives me even more nuts. I actually Carolina think, I think last, year, last year you could kind of see it was all a bit miragey. Like, they were playing bad teams. Sorry, not even bad teams. They were playing teams without good quarterbacks. They beat the NFC East in the first five weeks or whatever. Yep. That's what everyone claimed. And things like that, which fake. really helped them. But this year, um, yeah, they're playing well. And with Carolina, who we'll talk about later, all but done. The Saints are all but done. Tampa doesn't look that good. They're as good as in the playoffs. They've just got to, they've just got to keep going now. Because this offense is the real deal. Well, and if this defense can get better... We're going to find out. They go to Seattle next week. Yep, another tough one. Then they host San Diego and they host Green Bay. 
So we're going. San Diego are terrible. We're going to know what this. Uh, he's kind of holding the leads. They can score points. Yeah. We're going to know what this team is in the next month. Like we will know exactly who they are, and if they fall apart like they did last year, or whether they just get on with it and run away with the the NFC South. Because right now it looks like that's what they're going to do. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's get on to the the, the big game of the week. Ah, dear, dear. Ezekiel Elliott. James's most favorite player of all time. No, I, heard, I heard him say he was. Uh, <laughs> He's the truth, apparently. <laughs> Zeke Elliott ran for 134 yards and two touchdowns. Fellow rookie Dak Prescott threw for a touchdown and ran for another. The Dallas Cowboys looked pretty much unstoppable against the Cincinnati Bengals, 28 to 14. That 14 was all junk time. Yeah. And the Cowboys left some off the board too. They had a fumble in the red zone, which was uh, Prescott's first turnover of the season in Game 5, the last quarter of Game 5. It's not bad. Um, he broke the record for most passes in most passes without throwing interception to start a career. Lynch must have been right. Oh, not Lynch, sorry. Wentz, uh, Wentz, Wentz must have been about, right there Wentz too. Wentz hasn't thrown nearly the amount of passes Prescott's thrown. Yeah, but he, threw, he had his first less. turnover this week too, didn't he? Yeah, so he, won't, he can't touch it, but he took... He, He's taken Tom Brady, so I think he's about three three passes in front now. So see how long that goes for. He will throw one eventually. Um, but Zeke Elliott, fifteen carries for one hundred and thirty four yards, two touchdowns, the sixty yard run. I called it as he got handed the ball. Like that's how quick he ran. He he's a great talent, and I think people are starting to realize maybe it wasn't the worst pick in the world to take him at four. Now. The other person I want to mention, there's two guys on defense, um, starting Claiborne. They locked him onto A.J. Green. He shut A.J. Green down the whole game. Yep. He made some great plays, deflected some balls away. He got called for a couple of penalties, but that's always going to happen when you're covering such a good player. When you're covering a top 10 wide receiver, you're going to commit at least one. Yeah. Um, the other guy I want to talk about um, is the, the guy who's returned from... Crawford? No, not Tyron Crawford. He's actually... I don't think he recorded a stat. I've completely forgotten his name. Um, oh, it doesn't matter. I can't remember. The, the Dan that returned from, in, from suspension. No, it's not no. Crawford. It's like, I seriously can't remember I'm his determined name. determined to... Uh, Brown? He, McLean? No, no, he's, no not, he's not on there. Um, anyway, McLean had, had one and a half sacks pretty much because... Of this guy, I cannot believe. This must be embarrassing for I you. I cannot believe. I can't remember this guy's name. I'm googling Cowboys Dan to beat me the first one. No, Greg Hardy's the first one. <laughs> Demarcus Lawrence. There you go. Sorry, sorry, everybody. I cannot believe. That. I was just talking about him before the show as well. He came back from suspension. Used sparingly. Only played about 25 snaps, which is a very low amount. But when he was out there, the difference he made for pass rushing. He was shooting past tackles. It looked like we had someone who could rush the passer, and that made kind of all the other guys a bit better around him. The stunts all of a sudden were working. You know, Terrell McLean's a D tackle that got one and a half sacks running stunts pretty much. Uh, the pressure was all over Dalton. They could not stop that. And, you know, Dalton's in a little bit of the Kirk Cousin category at the moment. Not as bad because he's had a little bit better career, but he's just dink and dunk all the time. There's no – unless A.J. Green – can make spectacular catches. There's no downfield, no downfield play. They got no receivers. You know, Brandon LaFell's terrible. Taj Boyd is just not getting the job done. They're really missing Sanu and Marvin Jones right now, and when, Tyler Eifert. When you only have thirteen designed runs, it, it's it's not enough. Yeah, and Jerry Bernard got the bulk of his yards in junk time as well. He had a couple of good runs in junk time. Yeah, hundred percent. They did not run the ball well at all. I mean, here's the thing with Dalton. You, you need some balance. One, if you you take a look at Cincinnati and what they've lost in the last handful of years, not just players, but coaches as well. Yep. They've had some really, really good coaches leave. Hugh Jackson's one of them. Well, Zimmer on the defense was another one the year before, and the head coach of Washington... Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden. He, he ran a good offense for them. Those three have all gone on to, to bigger and better opportunities. They let receivers walk in free agency. I think that's hurt because there isn't as much talent on the field. And I think they're asking too much of Andy Dalton. 
Yeah. 41 pass attempts with only There's not a lot of 13, talent on 14 designed runs. The O-line's not great. Andrew Whitworth has been a great left tackle. He's had a great career, but the thing about careers are they end, and he's starting to wind down. He's old. He's 34 years old. He just can't do it as well anymore. Their first-round pick from last year, Agoye, I can't even notice his name. I think that's how you say it. He was terrible at right tackle. They just ran past it, and Cowboys' pass rush is not a great pass rush. It's certainly not one of the best in the league. It's it's mid, it's average at best. They That's go the t- best chance. They go to New England next. You know, yeah, they, they could be. In they trouble. dropped that and they're two and four. Well, I, I didn't have them in the playoffs. I don't think you did, did either. And oh, yeah, I think you I might did, actually. They've lost. A I didn't lot. have them winning the division. I still got the Steelers winning Wild the division, game. which I feel great about. But but they've lost a lot of talent. Before yeah. we move on from this game, the last thing I want to say is, um, Zach Martin gave Geno Atkins an absolute hammering. He is just an outstanding guard. And when Tyrone Smith plays, which he did, this team just looks so much better with the running game. Um, just from a non-biased opinion from you, how good do you think the Cowboys are, honestly? With this running attack and I they're really Ro- good. And he- Romo to come back. And Des- remember, they don't have Des Bryant yeah, in this Des game. Des Bryant didn't play And ha- he's now copying the, oh, he's not that good, they don't need him. They're idiots. Any- anyone who says that's an idiot. Yeah. Um, and- or they know nothing about football, one or the other. <laughs> Sorry, just saw the Tyrod Taylor highlight. We oh, didn't line up behind center because I've moved to the next game. Um, I think the Cowboys are really good. I think they're going to win the East. I also predicted that in the preseason. That O-line is arguably one of the best in the league. Zeke could be one of the best ever, you know. Arguably. Yeah. I think Zeke is a pretty special talent. And I don't... I keep telling you this. I don't know what happens with Romo. I don't. But quite frankly... I don't think it's going to matter. He had MRI results come back really positive. So they're thinking he'll come back after the bye. That's what basically they're expecting him to come back after the bye. So if Dak can go into Green Bay this week and win. If he can, here's the thing. He's not better than Romo right now. No. He's just not. My concern is Romo's played, what, three games in a year and a half? Yeah. Two years. You could just about call it with the off seasons. Yeah. Like of calendar time, but when he's played, he's played well. And I agree. And You've got to give you him know the opportunity. Me, I love him. Yeah, you got to give right. him the opportunity. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you have to, but they I think will. He, he will get the opportunity. I think you owe him. We'll see I what happens. They owe him that. It, it's in his NFL. last. Nobody owes in his last nineteen games. He's seventeen and three. Yeah, sixteen. I'm, and I'm, three, not, I'm not surprised because he's really good. You know me. I'll I'll always defend Romo. Yeah. So I think he's a good player. But he there's definitely the a future time. there for the Cowboys. They've definitely yeah. got. I would be shocked if Romo's at this team next year, or I think he'll retire. What do they owe him next year? Because uh, that'll be the really deciding factor. What I think, I think Romo will become some sort of coach. Is just the kind of guy, kind of player he is. He's you know, guys you can tell players who will end up becoming coaches or he'll become a media guy like an NFL network guy because he's he's done that a little bit as well look if, if his body comes back and he's right and he plays like Romo always has then oh, Cowboys they're a real good thing they're a real good thing yeah Moving on, the Buffalo Bills made the long trip out west to take on the Los Angeles Rams and took care of them to the tune of 30-19. to As I mentioned, Tyrod Taylor did get a little confused there at one point as to who the center was. <laughs> that was so that went flying. Luckily oh for him, God. it didn't turn out too Lucky bad. Lucky he's a freak athlete and just ran back and scooped it up. Went and got it. Um, the biggest thing here, I think, LaShawn McCoy, 18 touches for 150 yards. He's ripping off at 8.8. 8. Point three yards a clip. That that's a good running. If day. you have that, it takes so much pressure off Tyrod Taylor. All Tyrod Taylor would do was be okay, and he was didn't turn the ball over. Uh, yeah, I I thought they played really well. I think the game turned, and we mentioned it before. Basically, the Rams had the ball in the goal line. I think they were on their ten. It was fourth down and in inches, and Jeff Fisher kicked a field goal which made it a four-point game. Buffalo got the ball back, punched in a score almost immediately, and that was the game. I think Jeff Fisher has to read that situation and think, my defense is tired. I'm going to go for this. Because at the end of the day, if you if you don't get it there, they take over the ball from the eight-yard line, whatever it was. They're going to drive the whole field with an offense that hadn't been that good, and you have a what you think is an okay defense. So I hated that decision, and it's just that's Jeff Fisher's career in a nutshell. He takes the safe option all the time, hence why he's never won anything. And it was some 7-9 and nine bullshit. 
Case Keenum's pick. That oh, I can't remember if it was the second Which or the first one? one. I think it was the second one's one I hate the most. Where he's being swung around by a defender and, and he just throws it up. In the it up. Oh, you go, guys. Just have this. eat it. Or throw it away before he grabbed you. He was already out of the pocket scrolling, scrambling around. I hate that Case Keenum is still the starting quarterback on this team. It's not very good. How bad must Goff be at practice? Well, that's what I don't get. He must be awful. All these rookies. All these rookies. Wentz. Like, Cody Kessler's been okay. Dak Prescott. You know what? Paxton Lynch is was better than Keenum still. As much as I thought he struggled, he was still better than Keenum. Yeah. So, you put all that together. I don't know how they can keep doing this. But as I said, it's Jeff Fisher. He'll play the safe option, give himself an excuse, and... I'll go seven yeah. and nine. I, uh, we're moving on for that game. I hate it. I hated it on Sunday. When we were Buffalo alive. though. Buffalo on a roll. Yeah, pump the brakes. <laughs> San Diego Chargers managed to choke away another lead as they lost to the Oakland Raiders, thirty-one thirty-four. Your man, love Derek Carr, went twenty-five of forty for three hundred plus yards and a couple of touchdowns. He's good. How does San Diego keep doing this? They get a lead every week and so they, blow it every week. This week in their, I don't know if it's in their defense, they didn't have the lead. They were down 10 in the last quarter. No, but they had it early. They had it in the third quarter and they yeah, were chugging but, along. Yeah, no, but they were never up by much. Oakland were always going to come strong. Like, Oakland are a good football team, but they just, they scored 18 points in the third quarter, but to 14 points. And they scored four points more. Uh, Derek Carr is doing something. I remember in the, in the preseason we said, what does he need to do to make himself one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL? So it's a Mary Cooper seven times a game? No, it was win games. Yes. And now what he's doing is when when the ball was in his hands to win that game, I had all the faith in the world. I just I thought they were going to do it. Two-point conversion as well. He just does what he has to do to win. Um, and a lot of quarterbacks don't have that. Like he's got there's a lot of quarterbacks that have his tools. Blake Bortles, one of them that can't do that can't produce what he's producing and he's really taken a step up. I feel for Philip Rivers. I really feel for him. He, he no plays, receivers. He plays great every week yes, with no weapons. Three starting receivers on IR. They're all down. Uh, what does he do? When so then basically they got in field goal range to tie the game up, and a perfect snap, and the holder let it go through his hands and hit him in the face mask. <laughs> Philip Rivers on the sideline. They have him clear as day, mouthing. We're the bad news bears, <laughs> which is a movie. Have a look at it; it's terrible. I got a little bit of good news for, what? The, for the suffering Charlie fans. Joe Bosa in limited time. He looked so good. Two sacks. Was running around making plays, and he had four, uh, three other tackles. Yeah, he's, as well as the sacks. His pressure was outstanding, and he played less than half the snaps. He surprised me. Yeah, me too. I remember I was unsure about him all draft, all preseason. First game I've seen him in, I can see why he was drafted now. He has a level that you didn't see a lot in college, and you're certainly seeing it here. Melvin Gornett also has just quietly gone about having a much better sophomore season than he did in his freshman year. He looks he was, like if he was, if he was, he was having this year last year, year he, would have been, he would probably be rookie of the year in last year's rookie class. This year, God, I don't know how they're going to decide. Zeke, Prescott, Wentz. No. Well, when your mate Romo comes back, that that might Dak help can't win it. it. I reckon Zeke should win it if they keep keeps going. Anyway, fair enough. The late game, the New York Giants travelled to the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers threw two touchdown passes in an otherwise pretty. It was a stinker off off night for the Green Bay Packers offense. Uh, Excuse my they, schlep, but it was a stinker. They did rally and they limited Odell Beckham Jr. They got the win twenty three sixteen. This was not. An enjoyable game to watch. It was awful. To the point and where I turned it off. Rodgers still work. isn't right. No. If you have never watched a football game before and you watch this season of Aaron Rodgers and then someone tells you he's the best quarterback in the NFL, you call him a liar. He's playing terrible. Mike McCarthy's, I think his play calling's terrible. I think he's doing a bad job. I don't think he's, I think he's in real trouble. If they don't win, they don't get to the Super Bowl this year or at least be competitive in an NFC Championship game. They won't even win the division. I, I, I think he could be gone. And you know the Packers rely on home field advantage. That's their thing. They won this game because of home field. Look, Eli Manning's career is hopefully coming to an end because he's terrible. Well, they've got no other options, so it's not coming to an end this year or next No, year. not this year, but he's just struggling. I think he's... Yeah, with the receivers he's got, he should be doing a better job. So he missed Will Ty, 
just before the half. He misses him on a wide open. It's a touchdown. It's a walk-in touchdown. Misses him. Then the next play, fumbles. Green Bay get it, kick a field goal to make it 17-6 at halftime. And that was basically the game from then on. That was it. Game yeah. over. The, he, could, he could have scored, and they could have had the lead 14-13 going, 14-13 going into halftime. Instead, it was 16-6 to at halftime after a turnover, after missing a touchdown. What do you think that does to a team? Yeah. Once again, at Giants, it was like 13-14 design run plays. Or know, Manning threw it 35 defense, times. They're missing their two running backs, Vereen and, and Jennings. But if, so all you do, if you're throwing it on every play, the D-line are just teeing off. When yeah. it doesn't matter, when you don't have to care about what the running back's doing and you just fly upfield with your eyes shut, putting spin moves on and using all your rip moves... They had four sacks. And hoping one you of them find... Was a, one of them was a forced fumble turnover. I will say, Odell Beckham's attitude was a lot better. When he's like that, I actually do like him because he's a bit of fun. Guys were trying to get into him, and he had on his gloves just smile. So every time a guy got into him, he'd just smile at him. Yep. And that's what a guy who's that good so should, should do. do. Like, just smile back and go, you know what? I'm so much more talented than you. I don't care. Yeah. And then when he scored his touchdown, he went and hugged the net, the kicking net. <laughs> He went and basically like an apology, like went and hugged the net, so and the crowd went. Bull- it was so funny. You come around to him if he's if he's behaving like that. I actually quite enjoyed watching him because I've never bagged his talent. I've never ever. Oh, no, he's a I think guy. I had him number two or three in my receivers yeah. list. So I've never bagged his talent. Um, but when he went and hugged that net, it, it after me it changed my opinion. If he behaves like that, no problem. Didn't hurt his team. Went hard all day. There was a. A pick that he absolutely ran. Oh, sorry, the fumble. He ran and ran made the down. tackle. Yep. He, when he's playing like that, he helps his team, and I have no issue with him. That I really, actually, quite enjoyed him. And the defense made the defensive guys look like morons for trying to wind him up. Yep. I'd still be trying to get into him though, because I oh, still yeah. reckon he's mentally fragile. It's an mo. You got to go after it. To the final game of the round, the Monday night game played earlier today. Roberto Aguayu kicked a 38-yard field goal as time expired to give Tampa Bay a win over the Carolina Panthers 17-14 to after missing twice earlier in the day, making me destroy first time my television, the second time my mobile phone. I was then reduced to going to the little TV to watch the end of the game. Did you so really destroy so your television? Oh, I threw the remote control across the room. At the TV? No, not at the TV, so but didn't... when it ricocheted off the couch, geez, it got close. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I've been there, so I won't bag you. He missed a 33-yarder and a 46-yarder earlier in the he game. He misses that game winner, and they lose this game. He's done. I would hate to think what would happen to him. Yes. Well, I mean, t- people in the streets of Tampa Bay would have hung him. <laughs> like, I mean, he, he's dead. He's not getting cut. They would have forced them to cut him by killing him. He And he didn't miss him by a bit. He missed them by a lot. No, the first two. No, no, no. One hit the uprights. No, no. That was the, that was the other kicker. That was the Carolina kicker that hit the upright. He hit the right upright. Agoyo shanked them both to the left and missed them by about fifteen yards. Well, while we're talking about kickers who who are missing, um, Gino Atkins, oh, not Gino Atkins, you idiot. Graham Gano. He missed a field goal today as well, and he missed that potential game winner in Week One against Denver. And the whole, they've been off ever since. They were in that game up to their eyeballs. They played really well week one. but You're right against Denver, yeah. Yeah. Since then, they haven't looked good. And now they fall to one and four. Do you now, know what the difference is with, with Arizona, with, um, sorry, with Carolina this year than last year? It's turnovers. Their turnover ratio is, it's flipped. Yep. They were 20 plus last year. They're about seven deep now. Guess who's the best in the NFL right now? At turnover ratio? Yeah. Dallas Cowboys? I think they don't get any... No. Someone got a pretty good record. AFC or NFC? N. Seattle? Vikings. Oh, of course. What what a shock. I don't think that. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Turnover ratio is something you can't predict. And when you're on, it seems to go for the whole year. And Derek Anderson's interception on the three-yard line, first and goal, they had just pummeled your defense all the way down the field. Ran the ball, ran the ball. Artis Payne had a great game, 18 carries, 85 yards, two touchdowns. Whitaker had the five for 45 yards as well, so he was doing really well. Their running game was great. You get to the goal line. First of all, I get calling the play action because you think everyone's thinking they're just going to pound this in. But much like a Seattle offensive coordinator learned in a Super Bowl the hard way, 
Sometimes when something's working, you just do it. They then run this play action with their backup quarterback, mind you, who throws the worst pick at the worst time, which basically let Tampa Bay take over, drive the field, drain the clock to nothing, and kick a field goal to win it. Yeah, and were, I mean, it, Tampa they're went, not winning that game if they score there. Tampa Bay went sixty-six yards on that drive, but great it, drive by Winston too. But it was helped out by a fifteen-yard face mask by Coney Ealy, who just stuck his arm out and grabbed Jaquiz. It was a Rogers, face mask. But, Every, oh, everyone's his head arguing. In half. He had when the ref sees a, a head go like that, you haven't just brushed it, and you can see he gripped inside the face mask. Yeah. He did let go as soon as he realized it wasn't dirty. Oh no, it, it I never was said it was fa- dirty. It was but it's a, a face mask. One hundred percent, it was. I want to know is how do you, how do you only score fourteen points against a pretty crappy defense when Greg Olson has one hundred and eighty one yards on nine receptions? Agreed. Turnovers. Yeah. Did the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense today bend but didn't break? Well, and and they we were missing two, they a got, few as well. McCoy yeah. didn't play. Um... Conti played, which was a huge oh, huge. God. God, he drives me Your nuts. defensive line were all rookies. I will say one. Th- yeah, they were. I'll say something else. In the first half, Tampa dominated. They should have been. Well, you missed two field goals in the first half. I think you get both them. You're up. I think you could have been up 11 points at halftime. But even then, like, I'll give Cutter his due. In the first half, his play calling, getting to quiz Rogers, former Atlanta reject, yeah. getting he Receiving got him going. That. He was running the ball well. Our O-line were opening holes everywhere. And as you say every week, our O-line's not very good. Yeah, They were played great. And you come away with six points. And I can tell you why. You had a false start penalty on your left tackle when you're at the when it was a third and one at yep, your own making 15. making third and six. And then Winston, then that's Carolina. That's what they want. They want to then blitz you and force you to throw an accurate ball into what they're, into their good coverage, which is what, it's not, it hasn't been that good this year, but, you know, that's what they play like. Um and then on, on another time, you had a holding penalty. You got the first down, and you had a holding penalty. Yeah. Uh, then you had a delay of game on another one on a third and short. They shot themselves in the foot with poor play. Your tackles, I, I, I'm, your offensive line isn't the worst in the NFL, but your tackles are. Yeah, definitely. They're really, really bad. Dotson makes way too many mistakes. Uh, I don't even know who your right tackle is. I, can't even, I don't even remember his name. But he was terrible. They just couldn't stop edge rush. That's what killed you. It was mistakes. But... Luckily for you guys, Carolina made more. You didn't turn the ball over. And that's, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Now, one thing, I'm going to bag Dirk Cutter. Talking about no balls coaching, this is why we were talking about yeah. it. Second and 10, Winston throws a ball up, which is almost picked off. I believe it was a penalty. That corner was mauling Mike Evans. He yeah. couldn't get off him because he was holding him. He wasn't looking at the ball. He was shoving him. Mike Evans does a great job to actually hit the safety, Coleman, and force an incompletion. Then on third and 10, when you're tied, you run a draw Yeah, because you're too afraid. I'm sorry, Jameis Winston isn't Case Keenum or Brian Hoyer. No, have a go. This is the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, have a go. What do you think when you eventually get fired, like he will, like most coaches do, and they say- He was playing for overtime. Yeah. He was why playing for overtime. Why did you leave that to your kicker who's struggling? Yeah, Why exactly. run a draw? And you know what? Tell Win- Have tr- faith in Winston. He might have thrown that to Mike Evans for a touchdown. You don't know, and that's what. It yeah, irrita- I'll take a chance. It irritates me. No balls coaching. That's kind of been the. It's been the statement of the week, hasn't it? Absolutely. So I, I thought Winston played quite well. It, that last drive, even with bad play calling, in my opinion, that third and six where he lined up with one receiver and three tight ends. Yeah, and threw a and threw a deep and, out to him. And basically, that was an awesome throw and catch into deep into horrible coverage, triple coverage. Uh, Dirk Carter didn't put him in position to win. He called that play going for overtime. I thought Winston play was outstanding. And you know what? Agoyo, hopefully this is the turnaround because I'm not rooting for him to be terrible. Like, I thought it was bad taking him in the second round. But, you know, that, this is something that could kick the game winner, big win in Carolina, division rival. Yep. That could be something that turns the season around, turns his career around. There's a couple of... Teams I want to talk about really quickly. I know we're over the hour mark, but really quick before we get to the end of the year, I just want you to tell me whether you think they can turn it around and get going or not. Just like a little put a fork in it segment. Is this what you're kind of going with? Call it whatever you want. Yep. Arizona Cardinals. They'll turn it around. Carolina Panthers, one and four. Nah, done. Done. I just don't. If they were playing okay and losing to good teams, which they were the first couple of weeks, I'd feel differently, but they're just not playing well at all. The Bucs aren't a good team. 
Kansas City Chiefs are two and two. They're behind the Oakland Raiders and the Denver Broncos in division, who are both four and one. Uh, we'll know the the Raiders play the Chiefs uh, next week, so we'll know more then. But if they win that, I might change my mind. But it's too tough a division. Denver are really good, and I think the Raiders are really good too. In the AFC South, your Jags are one and three. The Colts are two and three. Are they both done. Jags, yes. Colts, Colts are depending on Houston. They play each other. The Colts win that. They're right back in it. Colts have one thing that, that no other team has. It's Andrew Luck. So, no, I'll, I'll never rule him out until it's mathematical. Last one. Cincinnati are two and three. No, nah, too hard a division. Ravens are now good. Uh, Steelers, I think, are really good. They've got to play the Patriots this week. And, again, much like Carolina, they are just not playing well enough. Fair enough. It brings us to the end of today's show. Before we get out of here, though, I want to give a quick plug to Gridiron Victoria. It is the championship weekend this Sunday. Hold on a sec. Are we plugging Gridiron Victoria? Yes. Did Sammy ask you for this? No. I'm not. Oh, you didn't You didn't clear this with me. I'm doing my bit. Are we commentating? I don't know. I don't really care. If you let us commentate the game, I'll give him all the plug he wants. No, I'll just, we'll just do live crosses. Back to Brett. Give him score updates. Why the hell? I think that hey, SEN give listeners... Hey, updates I know. last week. What would you want to hear about less? Bathurst or the Gridiron Victoria final? Do you know what? Let's start them off with the Divi 2 back and forth. <laughs> that'll, you know, come down and watch the Divi 2 one. That'll, that'll turn some heads. Silverbacks are going to pummel the Raiders. Get on down to Lakeside Oval this Sunday, the 16th of October. As James just mentioned, the Division 2 championship between the Packers and Silverbacks and the Northern Raiders kicks off at 12. Cinderella story there. They had a huge win over the Bendigo Dragons, who were a great team in Divi 2 this year, the Raiders. So, you know, who knows? I think Silverbacks will cream them, but... uh, I thought, I thought Bendigo would too, so Me good too. luck to them. Silverbacks are looking for the undefeated season with their import, so no surprise. Uh, <laughs> the late game, which is the Gridiron Victoria Vic Bowl 32. The Monash Warriors will take on the Western Crusaders. That is a 4 o'clock kick. Who you got in that? Uh, I think the Warriors and all their imports will probably be too good for the crew. We played the crew on the weekend, and they were solid without being great. Yeah, I think the Warriors will absolutely touch them up personally now the crew are known to get up for a big game so and they've got a lot of it they've got a lot of um they've got some good football players Tyson Garnham's outstanding but good luck to all the guys playing in the in the Vic Bowls sorry in the Vic Bowl and the Divi 2 championship which isn't a Vic Bowl sorry to be an asshole but it's just the way it is and that's Uh, just the way James is be sure to get on down as I said, to Lakeside Oval, Sunday, the 16th of October. First game from 12, the second game from 4. James, get us out of here. Thank you for downloading the SEN NFL podcast. Thanks to Coach Rashad, as usual. All his hard work on the board over there. When are you going on holiday? Next week? Uh, next Friday. So you've got one more pod before you one go away. One more pod. So we'll be missing him for a few weeks, but I'm sure I'll have my, my, my favourite NFL, past NFL punter, Chris Bryan, in. You can follow Richard at... Rashad03 on Twitter. You can follow Chris Bryan on ChrisBryan82, and you can follow myself, James Arthur, on at, at Jartha6594. Tune in Sunday. We might be a bit earlier this Sunday. I would say around the 2 o'clock mark with Brett Phillips Live. All your previews, it does get put on as a podcast as well, as a little mini pod. goes for about 20 minutes. Uh, so tune in to SEN. Get us some clicks so we can try and get some more time in here. And thank you for listening. Speak to you all on Sunday. You'll hear us on Sunday. Thanks for listening to the SEN NFL podcast. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.